What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are continuing to move our way up the 2021 standings as we recap every team. Today we will talk about the Cleveland Indians. Of course, we know they changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians, but in 2021 they were the Indians, so we will refer to them as that for the last time. And moving forward, we will give you know give them the their appropriate name. But they were the Indians in 2021, so that's what we refer to them at, to them as for today. They're 80 and 82, and it was the first time they fell under 500 since 2012. I mean, not much was expected out of the Indians last year, and having Shane Bieber, who was the defending American League Cy Young Award winner, for only five starts after the end of May. I mean. Having him out for most of the year, it was an uphill battle in Cleveland. Pitching was not the strength that they thought it would be, and the hitting was mostly mediocre. I mean, in their lineup, they were led by Jose Ramirez and Fran Reyes. Those were really the only two guys to do any damage this year. I mean, obviously Ramirez is a stud, and Fran hit 30 homers despite playing in just 115 games. They had Ahmed Rosario, who... He acclimated himself fairly well to the American League, and he needed that. You know, coming from the Mets, he never really hit much at all. But coming over to Cleveland, he hit a lot better than he had with New York and put together a season that was pretty much average with the bat. And then Bobby Bradley, the youngster, was also really good. It was his first taste of Major League action since 2019, but in that time... He hit 16 homers in 74 games, so he showed some pop. Those were the contributors for the Cleveland offense, but besides that, it was not – there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, and then on the pitching side, like I said, not having Bieber was a huge blow to the staff. Zach Plesak took a step back. Aaron Savali was decent, but he's just not an ace right now. Then you had a bunch of guys at the back of the rotation who all had an ERA – of above six, Sam Henches, Logan Allen, J.C. Mejia. So, you know, all this put together, it just wasn't a winning recipe for Cleveland. And the fact that they finished near 500 is pretty amazing, honestly. They're only two games, or sorry, one game below 500. That's that's pretty remarkable when you think about it. But, yeah, I mean, their most valuable player and best hitter was definitely Jose Ramirez. We know that he's a well-rounded player and he's one of the better hitters in baseball, well, better overall players in baseball. But you start to wonder, like, you know, how long is he going to stay in Cleveland? He's been there for a very long time. Is this something? Because Cleveland, we know they're not the kind of team that pays players. They don't. They just don't do that. That's not not what they do. I mean, look at what they've, everyone they've traded. They've traded. Literally every good player that's come through there has been traded before it was time to pay them. And Jose Ramirez is signed through 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, he's in the last year of his deal. Well, I guess he has a team option, so it's very likely they do pick that up. And he's a free agent in 2023. So I guess we could see him, but he's someone that could be available at the trade deadline for a team that, you know, could give Cleveland a lot of prospects in return for, you know, a year and a half of Joe Ram, but that's an eye to keep. That's a player to keep an eye on, and I think that you know me saying it right now, it's early, but that's definitely something that could be a possibility this summer in Cleveland. But 
offensively, that's really where he he excels. You know, he posted a weighted runs created plus of 137, kept his strikeout rate pretty low. I mean, he was one of only five players this season to have 100 runs, 100 RBIs, 20 homers, and 20 steals. In all of baseball, one of five players. And he did all of this while getting actually somewhat unlucky with his batting average on balls in play. He was still able to drive them. What that tells me is that if you have a low batting average in balls in play, balls in play, and then you still have good, you know, counting stats like that, you know, home runs, you know, RBIs, run score, that means that you know how to drive the ball to the deep part of the park. You're not just hitting ground balls. You know how to drive the alleys, hit the ball over the outfielders' heads. And and that is definitely true with Jose Ramirez. So yeah, he's he's definitely one of the best players in baseball, and it's a treat to watch him play. Absolutely. Um, I was just looking at his age. He's 29. He's 29 now. So, yeah, he's right in his prime. Right in his prime. Their best pitcher. So, like I said, because, you know, Bieber was gone, they had to kind of do a next man up thing. Who was next up? And that was Cal Quantrill. So, Quantrill actually started the season in the bullpen, but he made 22 starts eventually. And in those games, he had an impressive 3.12 ERA. And allowed just a 676 OPS to opposing hitters. He pitched at least six innings in 13 of his last 16 starts. So, Quantrill definitely earned his spot and in that rotation. And Cleveland has another arm in the rotation in addition to, oh man, I almost said Justin, in addition to Shane Bieber. So, they'll look forward to those two guys leading the rotation next year. But what, what's next for Cleveland? I mean... Like I said, they're getting a new name, so that's going to be interesting. They're going to be Guardians, so no more Indians. But, you know, this was their first losing record in many years. And, you know, they just missed that cutoff last year. But looking ahead, they're just going to kind of have to hope for health, bounce backs, and some improvement from their staff. I mean, a healthy Bieber and a bounce back from Plesak will be important. You want to see improvements from Tristan McKenzie. And also from Aaron Savali. Those guys will round out the rotation along with Cal Quantrill. They do have a young lineup. As none of the regular hitters are over 30 years old. So there's plenty to build on. And a few key moves could go a long way to getting Cleveland back on the winning side of the ledger. Um, I don't think they're a team that can stand Pat, though. They're not really someone that has the luxury. They don't have like anybody that is going to put them over the edge within their roster, honestly. Even if you have a bounce back from a guy like Zach Plezak for or, for some reason, it's not gonna it's not gonna do you that much in the grand scheme of things as far as adding wins to your total. So, what the Indians are gonna have to do is that they're gonna have to either promote, you know, promote. I'm not really sure who's in their farm system that's really worth a big league audition right now, but they have really good players down there. Maybe in another year or so. So 2022 will probably be very similar to 2021 by Cleveland. Hand ground 500, be okay, be decent, and, you know, you just kind of stay in a holding pattern. I think it's, that's what we'll see from Cleveland in 2022. But that is going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection. Mm-hmm.